When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Back into it at Tail Varsity Radio. We are down at Rosie's 10th and P Roadshow Thursday. Back here tomorrow on Friday. And next time Colorado comes to Lincoln, we got to get Coach Barnett uh, down on site with this coach uh, joins us here. Coach, uh, you ever venture out and about in Lincoln uh, when you've you've made your way to uh, to the good life, uh, or do you just kind of keep your head down back in the day uh, when uh, when wearing buff colors? You know, it, you just never have time to do that sort of stuff. Um, years ago, when I used to, when I was a high school coach, and I'd come to Lincoln, I went to Lincoln a couple times um, just to. Uh, I was trying to change our offense, and uh, uh, Big Bad Tony Davis was the fullback, and we had a fullback like that. And so, anyway, I, I, that's the only time I've ever ventured out in Lincoln I can think of. And uh, that was maybe one night, or that was about it. So I don't know much about it, but um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's a good place. You, uh, you know the golf courses in the region somewhat well, don't you? Well, I know most of the region. You know, I know uh, Firethorn, mm-hmm. and I, uh, you know, I know the ones I know are mostly out in the Sand Hills. But uh, uh, when uh, uh, when we would come to Lincoln, when I would come to Lincoln recruiting, I just pretty much stayed right around the Marriott there, courtyard or wherever I was staying. Mm-hmm. Well, Tony Davis, good dude. Enjoy talking with him quite a bit. I keep in touch with him. So was this, when, when you're doing the offense, what year was this? You were, you were kind of scouting Nebraska and uh, – what what did you glean from from Tony Davis, Coach Osborne, and those offenses of the mid seventies? Well, we we had a, a big tall quarterback that could run a little bit, could really throw, and we we wanted to run that that slot eye formation, and um, and then we wanted to get into a one back from there, and so Nebraska was doing that uh, more or and better than anybody else, and it, it just sort of fit our personnel, so. It was 74. I think I went out there in 73 and 74 and 75, or maybe it was just two years. But, um, uh, yeah, that's we wanted the one back, and with a guy like Tony Davis, he could, you know, nobody was doing much one back, and he was he was the kind of back who could play full back or play tailback in a one back offense. So uh, we were sort of trying to uh, uh, to work that into our, into our system and then some of the routes they had off of, 
Um, most people can't remember Nebraska being in a one-back offense, but they would uh, they would take that tailback and put him in the slot or put him out as a receiver, and they, all of a sudden they had four out four wideouts or four guys that could get down the field. So it was it was effective for us. Well, and that's I remember seeing some some footage and some Nebraska football historical stuff where where To was this. And you know is, but he was a passing guru, guru. But before getting Turner Gill and switching to the uh, kind of the uh, the option attack, but yeah, those uh, those one back teams were high flying. You had Ferragamo and Hum and Tony Davis and uh, a lot of points and and really good. Uh, just nobody could take Oklahoma down back then. Coach, let's talk the state of Texas real quick. And Nebraska continues to to make inroads and really have wonderful deep ties to Texas with Coach Rule and his time at Baylor and all the relationship development there. You're a big fan of Texas. You love the city of Houston when it comes to recruiting. And I want to ask you about your experience and how you were able to be so successful in Texas and not the trick per se, but what what stands out to you about Texas talent? Because you guys went after it and did well with it in Colorado as well. Yeah, we did. And, and uh, Coach Sanders at, at CU is going to do the same thing. He's got deep roots in Texas. And so um, just meeting with him this week a little bit, talking about where he's going to recruit. He's going to spend most of his time in Texas and in the South. So he just liked – I know he likes just the, the kind of player you get out of there. They're hungry. I always felt like in Texas that, that now this is 15 years ago, Chris. So mm-hmm. I always felt like the, the in Dallas area, those kids were so well coached that the, the kids you got out of Dallas, you got to be a little worried about because they may not get any better. Mm-hmm. But the kids in Houston were, were uh, they weren't poorly coached. They just seemed they made the biggest strides when they got to college. Uh, and it was, you know, that was just a perception. There's no empirical data to that, but it's just uh, how it seemed that our, our coaches, we had a, we've always had a real at Colorado. We've always had a real tie into the state of Texas. We've always had Texas players. And so once, once you start getting players out of Texas, it's uh, somewhat a little pipeline uh, and players are, are comfortable where there's players, at the at the school uh, from the same state, mm-hmm. and so Texas kids when they would come to be recruited, uh, there was always Texas kids on our team. Same thing at Nebraska, Texas kids on, and it just you know they trusted them, they related to them, they just had a relationship with them immediately. And once you start getting that pipeline going, then it's it really does make it easier uh, to to recruit that way. And a lot of those kids can't necessarily make. Uh, unofficial visits, mm-hmm. but um, if you can get them on an unofficial visit, and in our case, all we had to do was drive over the hill uh, from Denver to Boulder, and it just—I mean, those kids were just blown away by by the beauty of Boulder and what you could see with CU right there against the mountains and the Flatirons. So, it, we always had an advantage when they first stepped on campus because they'd already looked at it from coming down off that hill and they were already wild so and, and we gave us a little bit of a, a, a foot up what's the competition level 
like to 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 get in and infiltrate and then get that first kid that does well and then the word starts to spread the proof is on the field how difficult is getting that first big big uh, big get uh, not just in name but also in performance but also speak to to what you view the the texas competition level like right now with all the in-state schools well let's start at the end there i think um there's a lot of competition there always has been but there's even more now because most of those texas schools are all doing well mm-hmm. uh and with texas leaving um and arkansas and uh oklahoma leaving you know, I, I think that makes it even harder because some of those kids want to go play in the Southeastern Conference, and they only had A and M uh, really at the time. And, and of course, uh, LSU recruits from Texas it, like it's its home state. So there's always been those all those players down there. The key to Texas is the high school coaches. It's got the strongest high school coaches association in the country. And those coaches are well, they go to coaching school. They are well, they're good coaches. They're probably a step ahead of every other state in the union with high school coaches. And their association is way ahead uh, of everybody else. So it's, you've got to infiltrate the Texas High School Coaches Association. If you go to a clinic, uh, the Texas High School, uh, the national clinic, the Texas High School Coaches put on a, they put on a little clinic and a little party. Every college coach in the country attends that that session. So it's uh, that's the key in Texas is the Texas high school coaches. What's it say about Nebraska if Matt Rule's speaking at that thing multiple times? Well, you know, you know, they 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 use their their draw. They they can get anybody they want to come talk to that clinic because they are so they're so instrumental in recruiting down there. So, um, you know, every coach is trying to get in and speak at that clinic. And it's, you know, Matt's got an inside track on that sort of stuff. But uh, in the end, you still got to be winning and you still got to, you know, it's a a long way from home. They're never going to see, you know, Nebraska isn't going to play down in Texas. That becomes a problem that everybody else will use against them. Right. And what's your remedy? Do you just start scheduling Tech or TCU? Do you get a home-and-home home set up? Does Colorado do the same to get some, some face time, uh, assuming you don't end up in a bowl down there? Well, I, I think for Nebraska, they got to start scheduling those conference, those games down there with those teams. And they're all a big enough draw where home and away, it's going to be a, a good schedule. Colorado's case, my guess is they're just going to join them. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting there. <laughs> I was I was getting there. We'll, we'll get to the uh, the the, um, the bingo card of of conference realignment in a moment. How was Dion this week? Oh, uh, Dion was interesting. You know, I mean, he's he's a busy guy. He's got all sorts of new people. I mean, there's every face is new in there. Uh, it's there's there's guys in charge of this, guys in charge of that. I've never seen so many generals in my life. Uh, we have GMs, we have presidents, we have uh, every label you've ever seen is in there. And uh, so it was uh, it was interesting just to see the operation. Did you have lunch? Did you 
What what was no. or is it was it just a, a a video deal? No, one video. I wouldn't do that. Okay. So uh, I didn't video. No, it was just coach to coach. Okay. And uh, you know he he worked me into a schedule because his schedule was pretty busy. Well, uh, I imagine with the the turnover that's happened at CU that you probably get a phone call from a lot of coaches there. Uh, well. Yes and no. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Uh, you know, I'm 15 years, 17 years removed, so uh, I don't think my my number is in most of their speed dials. Wow. Well, uh, it's cool. Dion reached out, and you know what? Uh, you won. <laughs> you won a lot there, so I'd, I'd be making the phone call. Gary Barnett's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, what happens here? Is it is it going to be a new Big Twelve with uh, you guys going back home? That's my thing. My thinking, uh, you know, uh, just being around there for a couple of days, it's, it sure seems like to me that uh, they're going to head somewhere, and it's more than likely with Utah into the into the Big Twelve. That's what I see, and you know, I wouldn't put off Arizona, Arizona State jumping in on that too. But I do think Colorado is is heading back that way. They had an emergency region meeting on yesterday mm-hmm. to discuss it, but I, I have seen no results from it and no one else has heard it. So I don't know whether it's imminent uh, immediately or not, but, you know, Coach Sanders has a big draw in Texas and he wants to recruit down there and he wants to recruit in the South. And, you know, it's it doesn't help him being in the Pac-12. It helps him being in the Big 12. You know, I look at, at him wanting to to, to obviously win and, and get set up in Boulder. And is this, are we at the point right now where the, the, the athletic department and the, the school are, are ready to make a move? I mean, the, um, the PAC 12 is in such bad shape that it is time to, to walk out. And let me ask you about Oregon and Washington. Are, are they part of this PAC 12 to the big 12 thing? Or do you think the big no. 10 may be knocking on that door? No, I think they're going the other way. But, uh, you know, that's me. That's, that's no empirical mm-hmm. information on that. But uh, it just – that seems a lot more logical. I don't think they'd be part of the Big 12. But uh, uh, I do think that there's a chance that they'll pull four schools in, more than likely two, but maybe four. Four from the, the Pac-12, huh? So Stanford yeah. – let's do that math. Stanford, Cal – uh, Washington and in, in Oregon. Does that sound like the four? Oh, I, I'm talking about the Big Twelve. So okay, I think, gotcha, gotcha. Big Twelve. I, yeah, I don't know if the Big Ten's uh, Stanford and Cal are going to be based on whether Notre Dame makes a change and goes into the Big Ten. Uh, I don't think either one of them go if Notre Dame doesn't join the Big Ten. If mm-hmm. Notre Dame does, then I think you could see both those schools. Are you be, Are you hearing any smoke on Notre Dame in the Big Ten? I am not. No. Okay. Gary Barnett with us. Coach, uh, let's talk quarterback recruiting. We'll get you out on this. Uh, the, it continues to stay hot for, for Dylan Riola as he's doing uh, his uh, quarterback camping out in California. Bruce Feldman's out with his top 25 list of coaches for 2023. Matt Rule comes in at 15. Uh, Lincoln Riley comes in at 7. And, uh, of course, Saban and Kirby and Dabo, your top three. Harbaugh up to number four on the list. When going after 
a quarterback, uh, the the stature of, of Raiola. How did you approach that? Did you just look at the kid's film or if he was a blue chip prospect, you knew that there'd be other suitors? How did you how did you go about trying to, to woo a guy that's got so much hype around him? How would you go about going after a Raiola or an Arch Manning or a Trevor Lawrence? I mean, what would what would your approach and your pitch be? Well, first of all, I would I would not mention NIL. I would not mention money. I just I'd work on relationship and and the uh, quarterback coach. That's the most important thing. His relationship with the head coach and his relationship with the quarterback coach. I would just work on that relationship as hard as I could, and give the kid and his family a lot of credit for being of uh, good character, and uh, no, you know that that the money isn't an issue in this deal. That it's 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 all about uh, making him giving him the having him experience the best experience he could have and be around the best people and people that that are going to help him and make him better Mm -hmm. and uh what is how important the relationship is there in that process and now and now back to hail varsity radio gary barnett with us here on hail varsity radio what's your take on some of the attributes with Lincoln Riley. I know there's track record, but if you talk to other coaches, what what's a wow factor with Riley with with, with what he's done with quarterbacks? Has he just gotten great quarterbacks, or is you know what's special about his development ability? I'm not sure, but uh, I do know that he relates to quarterbacks. Uh, you know, he got a he did he got a lot of hype through the years. Uh, on television, ESPN, which is what all these kids watch. And, mm-hmm. you know, and they've been inundated with how good he is. And so, uh, and his track record shows you that he has been good. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you do the combination of his track record and the publicity that he's gotten that, you know, he didn't ask for or pay for, it's just the way it happened. And so he's, he's a guru right now. And so, uh, that is a natural attraction for kids. Plus, you put them in Southern California, and there's a lot of a lot of kids that are attracted to that particular environment. Gary Barnett, you have a family member that's an all-world quarterback. Let's go down that road. Where would you send him? I'd send him where he went and felt like he was at home, and uh, you know where who the quarterback coach was how solid the program was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what's the schedule? Is he going to have a good experience? Is he going to, you know, I think most schools are going to get a good education. There are some schools that have, that are life-changing institutions. Mm-hmm. After working at one of those institutions, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about something like that for him or, my son mm-hmm. Gary Barnett coach this was fun I'm glad that snow's melted for you I want you to go hit about seven birdies this weekend okay <laughs> seven for the year is no, that what you're asking no no no, no. So I want go get seven this weekend total oh this weekend well I did get three in a row on Saturday in a tournament so I got to boast a little bit there, so. that's pretty good hey this was fun thanks for the time today All right, Chris, good being with you.